Hey guys, I'm Pastor Jason Shirley. I'm the associate pastor right here at Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico. And I'm really excited that you have joined us today online. Just a couple of things. I want you to drop us a line if you're watching wherever in the world and let us know where you're watching from. We would love to hear from you. Second, if you want to partner with us today in a financial way, then you can give by texting 84321 and just text your amount, or you can go to our website, wolcarlsbad.com, and you can click the Give tab and give that way. The last thing today is that if you have any needs or anything like that that we can partner with you on, then drop us a line and send us that, and we're going to partner with you in prayer. I believe today is going to be a wonderful day. I want you to open up your heart to receive from the Word of God today and always remember that God is madly in love with you. Let's get to the service. So, well, it is a great morning, and I am so excited uh, for what we've got to share with you today. We've got some tremendous things. Um, our bridge class is going to stay in uh, here today because of what we want to talk about, we want you to hear. Praise God, you know, and uh, because, you know, I remember as a kid growing up when the missionary would come to church, and we always thought it was kind of exciting as, as kids because the missionary usually brought props, and, you know, they would, uh, I mean, one, one in particular, uh, they were a missionary in some country in South America where there were headhunters and uh, and so they actually I remember very vividly that a missionary brought a shrunken head uh, to, to church that day and uh, you know and, and they would bring you know some of the clothing that the mission that the, the people in their uh, country wore and and uh, some artifacts from these countries and we always thought that was that was cool uh, but you know more than that uh, there was also the uh, or along with that I should say there was the other side to it that we grew up with a fear that uh, if we fully surrendered our life to God he was going to call us and make us go to some godforsaken place in the world where, you know, and, and I really, you know, even we thought the artifacts and all that was cool, but, uh, you know, we also, we also thought we had a wrong idea about God and, and that he was going to make us do something we just absolutely did not want to do. And, uh, you know, that's what following the Lord meant. He's going to make you do something you don't want to do. If you, if you like it and if you want to do it, it's not God. I mean, that, that, that's what we thought. You know, we, we thought that, and part of the reason is that missionaries acted like life was miserable. They, they you know, they would tell you some sob story about how hard life was on the mission field. And, uh, you know, granted, I've, I've been, over the last 25 years, I've been to several foreign countries. I've been to some places 
and slept in some places you probably don't want to sleep. Uh, you know, I've eaten some things you probably don't want to eat. Uh, but you know what? I loved every minute of it. And the reason I loved every minute of it is because of what I was there for, why I was there, you know. Uh, and it made for a good story. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it, we're, we're talking today, we're reintroducing you to the world. And I want to dispel all fear of what it means to follow Jesus. What it means to, to go after Jesus. You know, it's not a thing to be terrified of. It's a thing to be excited about. Praise God. You know, and, and I got to tell you that this last year of, uh, of COVID restrictions has been excruciating for me because I can't go where I want to go. I can't do what I what I want to go and do. I can't, you know, be, because of the restrictions that are there. And so, uh, you know, this has been excruciating. But I believe we're moving in the right direction. I believe that, uh, you know, and I start saying at the very beginning of this, this won't be long. Well, you say, well, you were dumb because it's been really long. Uh, but you know. In the whole scheme of things, it is a momentary light affliction. And the joy at the end of it is great. Praise God. And when we get fully through this, we're, we're move, like I said, moving in the right direction. And when we get fully through this, the glory that is, is going to be at the end of it is going to be tremendous. Praise God. And so, uh, you know, I, I want you to keep your focus on that and get your focus off of all the momentary light affliction. Praise God. And, uh, you know, when I start talking about um, missions and when I start talking about the world, I begin to realize that you know, there, there's an old song. I, I don't know, probably a lot of you have heard it. Some of you are almost as old as me. Uh, there's a couple in here that's older than me. Um, and, uh, you know, so you've probably heard the song. If you're anywhere close to my age, you've heard the song, I'm sure. And it's, it's, it's a song that says, I have decided to follow Jesus. And then there's a verse in the song that it says, um, the world behind me, the cross before me. And as I thought about the words to that song, you know, you got to realize that the person who, who said those words, you got to realize what they were. You know, I'm not trying to be critical of, of whoever it was that wrote that song. I don't even know who it was. And I'm not trying to be critical of them. But as I thought about that, I thought, that's been the problem in the church. Is, well, the world's behind us and the cross is before us. 
But you see, Jesus didn't send us to the cross. He sent us to the world. And I, I realize what they're saying, that you know the cross is where everything happened, and we keep our focus on the cross of Christ and, and you know and we preach Jesus and him crucified and you know and I understand that. I, I get that. But we have forgotten about the world. We have put the world so far behind us that we forgot they exist. And, and, you know, and, and sometimes we start to think that if, if we focus on the world, that we're getting our eyes off the cross and, uh, and off of what Jesus did. But you see, the whole reason for the cross was to send us to the world. It was to send us to the world with power. Praise God. Because of what Jesus did. And so I say that, you know, in fact, this is one of our core values. The cross behind me. Now, why do I say that? Because the cross is what backs me up. The cross behind me, but the world is before me. The world is where Jesus said I should go. Praise God. He didn't say go to the cross. He said go to the world and preach the cross. Praise God. Go to the world and preach the good news of what happened at the cross. Praise God. Preach the fact that Jesus bore your sins in his body on the tree. Praise God. Preach the fact that the cross was meant to be defeat, but to God, it was meant to be victory, and it is victory. Amen. Praise God. And to preach that the, uh, uh, the cross is where everything changed. But where am I supposed to preach it? I'm supposed to preach it to the world. I'm supposed to go to the world. And if the cross is before me and I'm going to the world, i got to be walking backwards, right? You know, so I want to share some things with you today that um, are, are so exciting. You know, we've, um, everybody knows that, you know, there is a, in, in every community, there is a place where all the old guys hang out and drink coffee in the morning. And probably the most talked about subject is fishing. But they don't go fishing. They just go to McDonald's. Now only go to McDonald's. The only thing fishy there is a fillet of fish. Yeah. But, but they, you know, you, you go to McDonald's and you sit around and you drink coffee with your other retired buddies and you talk about fishing, but you never wet a hook. Well, you see, the church has done a similar thing. Jesus said, I'll make you fishers of men. He said, if you follow me, I will make you fishers 
of men. Yet most of the church is coming into their church buildings and sitting in their churches and talking about fishing for men, but they never wet a hook. And so, you know, we have a supreme task. In fact, Aaron, if, uh, if you have that, uh, oh, Michelle, okay, sorry, uh, wrong person. Michelle, if you would put that, there it is, right there. T.L. Osborne, who's one of the great missionaries of our day, um, he said this, there is only one purpose of Pentecost, and that is to effectively evangelize lost souls. There is only one purpose of Pentecost. That is to effectively evangelize lost souls. Now, we've been on a, a, a mission, for, for, for lack of another term. Uh, we've been on a mission here lately, and we've been talking about Holy Spirit. Well, what, what happened or, or when was the Holy Spirit poured out on planet Earth? Acts chapter 2 says this, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one, in one place, in one accord, in one place, and the Holy Spirit was poured out that day. It happened on the day of Pentecost. And so that's why, you know, the, uh, people who uh, believe in, in uh, the ministry of Holy Spirit and in the aspect of speaking with tongues and, and all, they, um, they call themselves Pentecostals because it occurred on the day of Pentecost. Now, today is Pentecost Sunday. And so this is a day, I'm not saying this is, is, is the day that this happened on, but I'm saying this is the day that we commemorate that because Pentecost, the, the first part of the word, Pent is five uh, or 50. And so Pentecost was 50 days after Passover. Passover was when Jesus was crucified at Passover time. And so 50 days later is when, uh, you know, he rose again three days later. Then, you know, he... Uh, went out and he told his disciples, he said, go to Jerusalem and tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. So something was going to occur on the day of Pentecost. So Pentecost Sunday is the day that we commemorate that. And so we've had a, a, a uh, reason for what we have done. That there is a method to what we've done, and that is to bring us to this day what happened on the day of Pentecost? Not only did they re receive the Holy Spirit, the, the power from on high, but that is the day that their worldwide evangelism was launched. Now, 
They effectively went into all the world that day because on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit was poured out, uh, there were in Jerusalem on that day for the Feast of Pentecost, there were people from all over the known world. They were, they were there, in fact, if we read Acts chapter 2, we, we find out there were people from here, this place and this place, you know, and all these, uh, all over the known world at that time, and they were all in the city of Jerusalem, the, the people who were, were Jewish, uh, they were in the city of Jerusalem on that day when this event occurred. And so Peter stood up that day, and he began to preach the first sermon that was ever preached as a to a to a new uh, uh, how do I want to say it to, there was a, a new Jesus had had gone back to heaven and now the disciples were left to carry on the work of Jesus. So in their new mission, their new ministry, this was the very first sermon that was preached. And on that day when Peter preached, in fact, go, I encourage you, not right now, but uh, go to Acts chapter 2 and read Peter's sermon there. And, and after Peter preached, 3,000 souls came to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Praise God. And so that day they launched their worldwide ministry, their worldwide evangelism effort. And so, um, you know, the, when, when we talk about Pentecost Sunday, we wanted to bring us up to this point, talking about Holy Spirit, who He is, what He's come to do, what He's come to empower you to do, and now bring us up to this time and make a formal, uh, we're, we're going to make a formal announcement of some things this morning, but it has to do with worldwide. Now, how many know that worldwide does not exclude at home? It's not just home. If you just do home, you're not, you don't understand. If you just do home and you don't go to the world, then, then you're not understanding what Jesus sent us to do. But if we just go abroad and we have nothing at home, then you also, we, the same thing is true. Because Carlsbad, New Mexico is a part of all the world. Carlsbad, New Mexico is not all the world, but it is a part of all the world. You know, somebody said, well, you know, it's not the end of the world, but you can see it from there. You know, but, you know, it's it, Carlsbad, New Mexico is not the end of the world. It is not to the uttermost parts of the earth, no. For us, this, what did Jesus say? He told them to go into all the world and preach the gospel, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Now, why did he say Jerusalem first? Well, I believe there's a biblical principle there that the gospel is repeatedly to the Jew first, but not to the Jew only. It's to the Jew first. Thank God we Gentiles were brought into this. You know, we're grateful for that. But, um, you know, they, uh, 
it was to the Jew first, but then it was also to the uttermost parts of the world. See, God's always had the whole world in mind. When he, he said this to Abraham, he says, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to make you a blessing and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. So when he said all the families of the earth, that's not just for the Jews. All the families in the earth included me. Even though they didn't figure that out until sometime after the day of Pentecost, actually. Because it was until Acts chapter 10 when, when uh, Peter received a vision on a rooftop in Joppa how that a, a sheet was let down with all kinds of unclean animals and that, that um, the voice uh, was heard that told him to rise and to kill and eat. And he said, Lord, you know, I can't do that because nothing unclean has ever crossed my lips. And, uh, you know, this, this repeated itself, and finally he got the message, and the Lord said this. He said, what I've called clean, you don't call unclean. And, and at that very time, there were some men that were waiting uh, for Peter downstairs and to, to take him to Cornelius' house, who was a Gentile, and Peter wasn't supposed to go to the Gentiles' house according to the Jewish tradition. But thank God, God knew how to get him there. Praise God. And what happened at Cornelius' house? Peter preached, and the Holy Spirit fell upon them. And, you know, they said, well, how? And when they wanted to be baptized, they said, well, how can we not baptize them because they have received the Holy Spirit just like we did. And he says, and the reason we know they received the Holy Spirit just like we did is because we heard them speak with tongues. And so now we stand with a commission, and it's amazing to me how that Paul went to Ephesus and he began to... to to preach the gospel in Ephesus and, and to, to a Bible school there and how that he began to, uh, they began to go out and evangelize from there. And it says within a space of two years time that all that dwelt in Asia heard the gospel. Now that's pretty amazing when you consider that they didn't have any television they didn't have an airplane. They didn't have, they didn't have a sound system. They, they, they didn't even have an automobile, you know. Uh, they walked where they went, and they preached to whoever could hear their voice. And, uh, and within two years' time, all that dwelt in Asia heard the gospel. And yet, 2,000 years later, we haven't got the rest of the world. And so, uh, you know, it, it has been well said that, um, you know, a church, and, and I, I can't quote this one exactly. I was actually looking for it, but I, I haven't found it. But it's, it, it says um, that a church that has no vision for missions 
has forfeited the reason for their existence. Church that has no vision for, mission, for world missions has forfeited the reason for their existence. Now that, that's a powerful statement right there if we begin to think about it. Praise God. And so all of this power that we've been talking about over the last few weeks of the Holy Spirit was given to us very specifically. Can we put that up, up again? Because uh, I want to refer to it. Um, there we go. The only purpose of Pentecost is to effectively evangelize lost souls. The only purpose. The only purpose. You know, I, I, I said this in my series on the Holy Spirit that, you know, the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit is not for entertainment purposes. It's not just to entertain the church. You know, I'm thankful when somebody gets healed in church. I'm thankful for that. I am thankful when signs and wonders and, and, and miracles occur in church, but that is not why it was given. You know, and if we, I, I gave an illustration. Jason told me my, my references were dated. Uh, you know, but I, I said that the purpose of a Humvee is not to cruise down the highway. It shines when you get off-road. And I said, well, what should I have said that would have been more relevant to the time? And, uh, you know, uh, we could say that little pretty red Jeep that he's got out there. <laughs> you know, I, I could have said that. And... The, the purpose for that thing is not for cruising down the highway. Uh, you know, you, you can find a, a whole lot better gas mileage with something else, right? Okay. And so, you know, it, it doesn't shine. Uh, it, it doesn't um, show its potential cruising down. It'll get you down the highway. You know, if you want to cruise down the highway and it will get you where you're going. But that's not where its purpose is really revealed. Its purpose, now we went one day up, up to Queens and we went on some roads and crossed some creek beds and, and uh, uh, you know, went on some roads where it almost felt like it was going to roll over because they, you know, that's where the purpose of that vehicle was really showed off. Now, when the Holy Spirit shows up in church and people get healed and set free and delivered and, and this kind of thing, and that, that's wonderful and that's great and He can do that and we, we welcome Him in this house. But the purpose was not to demonstrate his power within the church gathering. You see, all things perfect, here's, here's the deal. All, all things perfect is that church people walk in health. 
All things perfect, church people walk in divine provision. All things, I mean, I, I know that, you know, self-included, all things are not perfect. And I need healing sometimes. And, and thank God that Holy Spirit can do it in church. But the purpose is for us to reach the world, to evangelize lost souls. Praise God. And so we've got some things. Now, I've got another week on this, so I don't have to tell you everything today. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, we've got some things that we want to tell you about today. We, we announced that we have an announcement. And uh, don't you love those announcements? We're, we're going to announce that we are going to make an announcement. And uh, so we're going to make an announcement this morning. Now, most of you who, who know me and have known me very long, you know that uh, I have been doing uh, world missions for, uh, oh, goodness, 96, so 25 years. And, uh, you know, in, in doing world missions, I never planned it this way. God did. But it wasn't, it wasn't something I set out to do. But I, um, in 1996, I took my very first mission trip uh, to the Philippines. Now, I always thought that I would do missions work, but I always thought it would be in Mexico, South America, and that. And the reason I thought that was just, you know, this shows how quick I am. Uh, but I always thought just because of our proximity to that part of the world. Uh, you know, Philippines is a whole lot further. And uh, so, but in 96, I went to the Philippines. Now, I didn't go back again for uh, nine years. And uh, I began to do, to do some work in Mexico uh, during that time. But then in 2005... Um, I went back to the Philippines. Well, in 2007, I went back again. Uh, in 2009, I went back again. And from 2009 on until this year, because of the COVID restrictions, I've been every year. Some of those years I've been uh, twice. I've made about 20 trips to the Philippines. And uh, I've made great friends in the Philippines. And... Uh, uh, really connected uh, uh, in a God way with uh, the things that, that are going on there. I mean, when I say that, I mean that I believe that God supernaturally connected us to what's going on there. And, and I believe that he connected us because he saw today way back then. And, uh, and, and so we have dear friends in the Philippines um, and word of life churches in the Philippines. And those churches, um, until now, they were not technically, I mean, we, we were friends, but today we're announcing a brand new relationship that we have with the Philippine churches. There are nine churches that we are connecting with in the Philippines, and they are coming under 
the cover of Word of Life Carlsbad. So. And, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a situation where they needed some support, and uh, we just knew we had to do it. We talked with our board, and, uh, and, and we knew we had to do it. And so we began to look for ways to, to make that happen. And, uh, and, and so I, I went through proper channels and did things right. I was very careful to make sure. I can't really tell you the whole story. I just, I just can't. Do, it, it wouldn't be right for me to, to tell everything about that. But, uh, uh, but anyway, uh, I took proper steps and proper channels to do things the right way. And, uh, and so... Uh, we received permission to come in and and bring those churches under our covering here. And so there's 10 pastors. Two of them are working together in the same church. Uh, so that's why we have 10 pastors in nine churches. Uh, but now we can, we can actually say the churches in the Philippines, uh, Word of Life Philippines, are our churches. And that doesn't mean that we are, uh, you know, ruling them with an iron fist or anything. In fact, uh, you know, we're really, we, we really want to set them free to do what God's called them to do. And, uh, you know, that, that's really our, our vision and our heart, and we want to help them do it. Our, our heart when it comes to uh, to foreign churches is not to be their authority but to be their pastors and mentors and that's what we want to do and, and so uh, we have made some arrangements with them and did you have anything to say before we do that video from Ray and Nelly I was just going to say that um, so in next week About three years ago. It yeah, it was. Have a blessed day. I am Pastor Renato Herman with my wife here, Pastor Ranelli Herman. We are the overseer of World of Life Philippines, and uh, we have uh, nine local churches that are located in Manila and uh, the Zone area and in the Southern Zone. 
with the local uh, 10 local pastors um, in it and um, I'm so grateful with my friend Pastor Ben Shirley and uh, Pastor Jason and you guys uh, thank you for praying uh, for the Philippines and um, thank you that uh, you are continuing praying um, especially uh, my Philippine County uh, in this time of pandemic and um, I'm, I'm so um, excited to let you know that uh, we are um, um, conducting a school of life here and um, me and Nidhi are the one that teach the curriculums and even some of the pastors and those uh, alumni and uh, thank you so much for praying thank you so much for uh, your support thank you so much uh, that um, we are able to partner with you guys uh, doing the work here in the Philippines and I'm looking in, uh, to the future that uh, Pastor Daniel uh, even uh, some of you that already been here in the Philippines can able to visit again and do ministry things here so once again uh, thank you very much for praying and uh, for your support we love you and uh, we pray that you that God will always do wonderful things in World Life Carlsbad and um, see you in, in the future bye bye mabuhay amen mabuhay long life that's right. That's what it means. So we're super excited to have um, Ray and Nelly come on. And, and like, like Pastor Daniel said, we've had relationship with these churches for a really long time. And um, just to, to bring them in and to say that even though we've thought of them as family for a long time, now they're officially family. And, uh, and we're super excited about that. And so you guys will get to know them and get to know these pastors. Um, Technology is a wonderful thing, and, and we can, can do that. Um, we're going to be hosting um, monthly pastors meetings um, yes. with them and um, having weekly correspondence um, with them over, um, over the Internet. And, uh, and, then, and then make trips. And so there's going to be opportunities in the future that if you'd like to go, uh, please go with us, and um, I'll be going, Pastor Daniel will be going, um, and, uh, and for a lot of those, you're welcome um, to go also, so we'll let you know um, in advance of those times, and at least a week or so, so you can get things together. <laughs> you have anything else on that, or? You know, it's, um, we, we do a lot of work a lot of places. This is just one of the places. But there are places that I've been that I was I was happy to go. Uh, you know, I I I, I thought that uh, uh, you know I, I believe that I was supposed to go, and I went, and we we did our ministry there. But there are other places where we really felt a divine connection, and uh, uh, you know the Philippines. I mean, there I, there have been some places. I really don't necessarily want to go back to it. Um, and it's, it's, it, 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 it's a divine connection thing. You know, somebody needs to go there. Uh, but I can't personally go everywhere all the time. There are places I've been invited to come uh, that I haven't been, some that I know I need to go to. Uh, but the Philippines is one that... Uh, you know, there was a connection there from the very beginning, and, uh, you know, and, and we knew that. But we've got friends other than the Word of Life churches there as, as well. Um, I've also been um, 
a, a couple of times with our dear friends uh, uh, Jim and Arlene Crane who live in Hong Kong but uh, but do work in the Philippines and so I've been to the Philippines with them I've also uh, go to the Philippines on a regular basis with uh, um, uh, and when I'm there I do work with uh, the Asia Center for Biblical Studies uh, Vern Linda Jacinto and, and their ministry there so uh, Philippines has just been dear to our heart for many many years and uh I'll let you have it. Okay, breaking news. Um, so I said seven or eight years. You said three years. Five years. Okay. It's been five years. We have confirmed um, uh-huh. from a picture that was just sent to me that it was five years. So thank you, Andrea. I'll, I'll say that I'm right, but uh, we, we can meet in the middle. We can meet in the middle. All right, sounds good. Amen. All right, so um, we're going to talk uh, a little bit um, about what we've got going on in the world and, and some of the things that that Word of Life is doing in other places. And then we've got actually a few more announcements today. Um, can you believe that Pastor fit all of that that he was saying today in 15 minutes? Can you believe that? I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> no, you didn't at all. Not even close. Um, I just think it's hilarious because we both tell each other to be conscious of time, but neither one of us ever make it, ever. So, so if you guys didn't bring your lunch. Um, we've got four core values at Word of Life, and Pastor talked about one of them, the cross behind us, the world before us. Um, our core values are this. Number one, and these are in no particular order, but number one, we will do whatever it takes to show you Jesus Number two, the cross behind us, the world before us. Number three, being a Christian is not a duty to be performed, but it's a relationship to be enjoyed. And number four, the Bible is not a rule book, but it's a revelation of Jesus. And so everything that we do centers around those four core beliefs. Um, And we try to keep those in front of you because this is what we live by. Every single day, this is our drive. This is our, our home, you could say. It's who we are at our core. And we're a missions church. Missions is the driving force. And I believe this, that mission simply means anything that you're on a mission to do. So you would ask yourself, well, I, I don't think that I'm really a missionary because I'm not called to a foreign country. Oh, that's, that's where you're wrong because you are called to a mission. We're all called to a mission. Every single one of us are called to share the hope that we have found. In fact, Peter said that. He said, always be ready to give an answer for the hope that you found. We're all missionaries. Now, whether that's a missionary in your home or a missionary to your family or a missionary in your workplace or at the the baseball field, at the soccer field, whether it's a missionary on the other side of the world, we're all called to this purpose and to this, this drive to share the mad love that God has for us. Amen? Praise God. So as we've gone with this thing, and I just wanted to give you just a little bit of of symbolism here, you've noticed, I I hope that you noticed, sometimes I'm surprised by the things people don't notice. This wall was white and now it's red. Don't notice. This wall, anybody notice that? Okay. Um, 
So the wall is red, and the significance of red when we're talking about this, I'm not going to like harp on this or anything. I just thought it was interesting. Um, the significance of red, red means energy, it means boldness, and it means love. I believe that we go to the world around us with energy, with boldness, and with love. Amen? Praise God. Praise God, because we're called to something bigger than us. And so I want to give you some, uh, some numbers today, and these are pretty remarkable. In 2021, see, we always believe that, um, that we're called not only to go, but we're called to give to missions. And so out of the giving that you bring into the house, out of the giving that you bring, we give to missions. And so in 2021, Word of Life has invested to date over $11,000 to missions around the world. Amen? Praise God. I want you to keep in mind that this is with no trips because normally we've taken two or three trips by now. But this is, huh? And it would cost that much, yeah. So this is with no trips. This is in the middle of pandemic. This is in the middle of the time where where the, the world would say we cut back and we shrink, but we've given $11,000 to missions around the world. Amen? That's so good. So we have missions partners around the world, and I want to talk just a little bit about them. We talked about nine Word of Life churches that we have in the Philippines. Also in the Philippines, we partner with Ver and Linda Jacinto, um, and they're not a part of the, I guess you could say, Word of Life network, but they're a part of our family. And so Ver and Linda Jacinto, they have a children's home in the Philippines. Um, they have an outreach to senior citizens. They oversee churches, and, and they had a Bible school at one time, and now many of those Bible school students are pastoring churches of their own, and so they oversee those churches. And I'm sure I'm missing some things that, um, that they do, but they do so many things, not to mention that Linda Jacinto, or not the least of which maybe, Linda Jacinto makes about the best chocolate chip cookies in the entire world. Like no joke in the entire world. Um, that's worth a trip to the Philippines right there. Um, John Javid is a, and did I do that? Did I say that right? John Javid, okay. Um, so this is a new contact that we have in Pakistan. And, and, um, and, and you can help me out with this. I was putting this, the finishing touches on this really late last night, and I figured that you didn't want me to keep texting you like midnight. Um, but John Javin in Pakistan, um, he holds crusades and, and town meetings and things like that. He has a television network um, that reaches out literally all over the world, but it's based in Pakistan, and it's a relationship um, that, that we've built um, some over the years, but really has flourished in the last year. Do you want to talk about it for a second? You said I needed to help you out, so I... Oh, I just, I wanted to make sure that I didn't say anything inaccurate or, yeah. like, misspell his name or, John, I got... No, I honestly don't know how I came in contact with him, uh, except that he contacted me, and... Uh, God. To, yeah. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I, I don't know any earthly connection that uh, reason why he even knew I existed, yeah. and... Uh, so, but anyway, uh, you know, we, he's, a, he, he's quite a connected guy in, in uh, Pakistan. Yeah. And uh, he's one of those places that uh, I've been invited to come 
but haven't been yet. And so, yeah. yeah. But looking right. forward to the yes. day. Yeah. So um, we've hosted three, um, are they town meetings is what they're called? Yes. Um, we've hosted three virtual town meetings um, in Pakistan, and people just cram into this house, and they're on the other side of, of Skype, and we're on our side of Skype, and sometimes they're at five in the morning, and Aaron and I are here, and uh, and Pastor, and we're doing this um, this town hall meeting in Pakistan, um, and uh, and we pray for the sick, and we give an invitation to receive Christ. Um, we did a, a television broadcast. Also, and Dylan helped us with that, and it was it was an interesting experience as well. Um, but all kinds of opportunities there in Pakistan, and what God is doing, and He has allowed. And I, I believe that one of the reasons why we have the technology that that we have, or why God has blessed us with that, is because doing things like this, um, because God knew. Um, we have Pastor Alvaro and Ondina uh, Santizo in Guatemala. They pastor Palabra in Acción. Um, and they are actually a, uh, a sister church of ours, and we support them uh, financially. Um, they're doing really well, and um, they have um, they have actually grown in their home uh, and virtual church during COVID. And so God has has blessed them tremendously um, during COVID. They did both battle COVID um, themselves and had a pretty rough um, battle with that. And then um, Alvaro lost his dad. Um, due to COVID, and so they've had a little bit of a struggle there, and we've been able to pray with them and, and to encourage them during that time, and, uh, but just such wonderful people. I know that several of you have gone and, and uh, been with me as I've gone to, um, to Guatemala City and, uh, and spent time with them tremendous people, and we're going to get them here uh, at some point. I'm, I'm pretty hopeful of that, okay, um, because I want you to meet them. Um, so we also have uh, LifeHouse, and that's right here in Carlsbad. Um, the LifeHouse, if you don't know, is an inpatient drug and alcohol rehab center. They actually have just expanded, and, uh, and they're doing so many different things. Um, so LifeHouse is uh, something that we partner with every single month um, at, at Word of Life right here in our own backyard and helping. Um, John and Tracy Batchelor are also in Guatemala. They are um, pastors. They pastor a church. They do a children's outreach, and, and um, they're actually in uh, the leadership of an organization called Intermissions, which is all of uh, missionaries that are in Guatemala. They all are, or many of them, are a part of this uh, organization, so hundreds of missionaries, and they're in leadership of that organization. What's funny is uh, a few years ago, um, I was having dinner with um, a, a contractor to um, to the website, and, uh, and this was in Washington, D.C., and I was having dinner with, with him, and uh, we were talking about just what we do in our in our personal lives, and, and uh, I was telling him about the church, and, and he said um, that he was involved in starting an orphanage in Guatemala. And um, I was like, oh, wow, okay. And so we began talking about that, and I thought, I've heard of this orphanage before. So I called John and Tracy, and I'm like, hey, have you guys heard of this orphanage? They're like, oh, yeah, they're great friends of ours, and we do work there. There's not anything that happens in Guatemala um, as far as the preaching of the gospel that John and Tracy don't know about. Um, it, it's, it's phenomenal how connected they are. And, um, and they've got three daughters. Um, two of which were born in Guatemala, and the oldest was, uh, 
I believe she was like one or two years old when they moved to Guatemala. Um, but they're grown now and adults. Um, one of their daughters is, uh, is an architect. Um, one of their daughters is an engineer. That's what I was going to say to you, an engineer. And then uh, their other daughter is Miss Guatemala. So pretty phenomenal, the things that, that God has. Second runner-up to Miss International. Yeah, in, in the Miss International pageant in Thailand. So um, just phenomenal. Um, and, and one day, I talked to her the other day, and she told me some stories. And I'm, I'm not at liberty to share them, but hopefully one day you can hear them because um, the way God is using her on an international stage is phenomenal. So very successful. We have a greeting from John and Tracy, so we want to show that now. Hi, everyone. It's John and Tracy Bachelor from Quetzaltenango, Guatemala, and we are so glad to be able to share with you a little bit today um, through this way. We're learning more and more technology is so important um, with everything we've been going through. And we're just th thankful to be here as y'all are looking into a missions emphasis and missions uh, time. And we just want to thank you guys. We've been here 25 years. In July, we'll be 25 years in, in Guatemala. And um, it's just been an amazing adventure serving God here on the mission field. We uh, work with, um, we have our church here, which um, Word of Life has really been a part of from the beginning. And we have um, an outreach to the children in the local market where we're doing tutoring as well as into some of the schools and a lot of other outreaches that we do here. And we just are so thankful for each and every one of you that they're a part of what we do. And, you know, we have such fond memories of uh, the teams that have come down and the people that have been there. And we've learned so much from you guys. And we've been so encouraged by you. Uh, it, it's been so strange during this time of COVID not being able to have people down. But we remember those times and we remember those school outreaches and we remember the the, the painting walls and all the things that we've done over the years together as teams. And we've seen so much that God has done and how he's used you in such a strong way through the Word of Life family to encourage us in ministry. And we're also really thankful. One huge thing that uh, I know I wrote both Pastor Dan and Pastor Jason recently because they've become really a huge part of our inner circle. Yes. And they've just really been there to encourage us to, to pray with us through so many things when we need prayer. Uh, I, we've reached out to them so much lately, just saying, look, we're facing this, pray with us. And mm -hmm. we just want to thank you guys. Thank, uh, especially, you know, um, Pastor Jason, Pastor Dan, um, just for your friendship, for your, for your care, for your love, for your ears to listen to us, you know, so much. And, um, we're so thankful for that and to the congregation because we know you're always there that you're praying with us and that they share these things with you. So we're just so thankful for you. And, you know, just to share with everyone, uh, when God first brought you guys into our lives, especially Pastor Dan, uh, we were at a point where we were probably not far away from burnout ministry, and we were really struggling. And it was the encouragement we received with you guys. And you guys didn't even know us <laughs> at the time, but God connected us. And through that encouragement, not only are we still going on, but we're seeing new opportunities and we're seeing the things for the future that God has for us together. So we just want to thank you for allowing us to be part of the Word and Life family. Uh, Word of Life is a powerful tool that God is using to reach not only those local communities, but around the world. And we are thankful for your friendship and your partnership. Yeah, 
we are so thankful. And, you know, through through this last year and through the COVID crisis here in Guatemala, we're just starting um, back into a normalcy. Uh, we literally just had our first two um, in-person services at the church. You know, things are a little bit slower down here, but um, we've learned so much and just having those people encouraging us and Jason and uh, they're just saying, how's it going? Are you back? And and those things just to keep us going because it's so hard sometimes when you really want to be doing more and it seems like you, you you can't but also just having someone to bounce ideas off of is we're having to learn to to redefine some things to recreate some things and and to be creative in, in in where we're going in the future but we're just so thankful for you guys and and for your friendship we're thankful for the word in action no, word in action that's who we work with down here the word of life family and um, just we we're so blessed to have you in our lives and we just want to say a special thank you to you, Pastor Dan and Pastor Jason. You guys have meant so much to us over the years. You've been such an encouragement. And we want you to know we appreciate it. And what you're doing in us, we know you're doing around the world. Yes. And uh, that just uh, that just encourages us even that much more. We love you guys. And we hope you guys have a great week uh, and a great time with this mission focus. We love you guys. Amen. And I'll say this, that... Um, I asked John and Tracy this week um, if they could be with us in September for our 30th birthday. Can you believe we're turning 30? That's crazy. Um, but for our 30th birthday, and uh, and they have tentatively agreed, and so um, they've never been to Carlsbad, so we're hoping that we can make that happen so you guys can meet them in September. Um, all right, let's go back to that slide. We have one more on there. Actually, it's our online broadcast is, uh, is the other thing that we do right now. So... Can you believe this stat right here? In 2021, in 2021, we have had 1.2 million people view our online broadcast. What is that? Amen. Over 100 countries. Why do we invest so much in technology? Why do we invest so much and, and put so much time and effort into this? because 1.2 million people. And most of this, I mean, these are an average of two minutes, three minutes, but I believe that those two minutes, three minutes are divinely appointed. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. So we have, uh, we have some new additions that we want to announce. We are excited to add to our monthly missions giving, Faith, Hope, and Love Foundation right here in Carlsbad. They provide basic support for the most vulnerable and disadvantaged, and uh, they do tremendous things through our community. We've given to special projects um, over the years and things like that, but we are adding them to our monthly support um, as of today. Um, we are also adding Calvary Assembly of God and their uh, food distribution program. Calvary gives out 26,000 pounds of food every month. Can you believe that? 26,000 pounds of food. I believe that we're all on the same team. Amen? It's not about my church and your church, right? It's not about that. I believe that we're all on the same team. And they're doing something, and they're doing it extremely well. And I believe that it's something that we're called to do. And so why would we go out and try to start our own deal when they are doing it so well, and we can share our resources with them? Amen? Praise God. Praise God. Pastor Philip is doing a phenomenal job there. 
And then the last one I want to announce is we are adding uh, Darren Tyler and Conduit Missions um, to our monthly missions giving. And we also, um, for Darren, did you want to come up and do that one? We're almost done, guys. I promise. Promise. Board has been working for the last year and a half, right, uh, about that, to um, uh, address some issues that we have with how we were doing things here at the church. And we really became conscious of the fact uh, a few years ago when my pastor, uh, David Emi from Word of Life in Sand Springs, Oklahoma, um, went to be with the Lord. And uh, their church faced some challenges with replacing him, and they didn't really have a structure in place to do that. And uh, so when we, you know, it's, you're smart if you learn from other people. Okay, so we, we endeavored to learn from them and learn what, uh, what challenges that they, that they faced so we could address those and, and avoid ever having to deal with the same thing. And, you know, I'm not planning on going to heaven soon. I'm, I am planning on going to heaven, just not soon. Okay, <laughs> just not real soon. And so, um, anyway, but if that should happen, you know, if I don't make it home today, you got to replace me. And so there's a, uh, we don't want everything we've invested in to, to go away. And, uh, and, and so we have addressed those situations. And like I say, I'm not planning on going anywhere for, for a while. And, uh, uh, but let me just introduce our board that we have right now. Of course, our board consists of myself, uh, Pastor Jason, my wife, Susan, uh, Lupe Vasquez, right here, has been on our board for many years. And our most recent addition is, is Blaine Barnes, who's not here today. Uh, he's injured. And uh, so anyway, uh, Blaine is, couldn't be with us. Uh, but when we sat down as a board and we went over and, and looked at our bylaws and looked at everything and, and tried to address these, these situations, we, um, one thing that we agreed that we should do, and that is that we should bring on someone from outside our local church to be a member of our board. And the, the reason being... Um, you know, we wanted someone that was, we, we wanted a pastor, uh, you know, or someone, not necessarily a pastor, but someone in, in, that had experience in ministry. And should the day ever arise that uh, we had to, um, in an emergency, replace me, then uh, this person would provide valuable insight in helping us to do that. And, uh, you know, not only that, but someone from an, from an outside perspective of what we're doing. And so we considered, a, uh, uh, really, there were three people on our list that we considered. One uh, uh, declined um, uh, just because this person is, is uh, also getting older like me and uh, is trying to scale back what they're doing, not to ramp it up. 
And so, um, you know, and, and so therefore, uh, he declined the invitation to, to be on our board. But we're grateful for Darren Tyler that uh, Jason actually know, knows better than I do. Uh, but Darren has spoken in our church a couple of times, and we love Darren. And our experience with Darren is that uh, his heart uh, just lines up so perfectly with, with what we do here. And, uh, you know, he, he kind of has the same uh, perspective and view on things. And so we want to let Darren introduce him. We, we make him sound like he was second choice. He wasn't second choice. It was. We, I didn't we, say we, which was first or second. I know, but we went for two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell him that you said he was second choice. That's what I heard. I don't know. We're going to hear from Darren. Darren sent us a video. Hey, Pastor Daniel, Jason, and Word of Life. Uh, it's me, Darren Tyler. I'm in Honduras right now, El Progreso at the airport. I found a quiet little corner here somewhere with uh, Rico Suave on the wall behind me. I wanted to say thank you for the invitation to help being a part of the board and the leadership of Word of Life. In the 15 years that I've known Daniel and Jason and your church, I have seen so much that y'all have done in Carlsbad and around the world, and that is the exact kind of DNA that I am excited to invest my life in. Uh, I want to thank you as well for the generous partnership that y'all are putting in place for us, uh, for our conduit church in Nashville, but it's going to help us to set more slaves free in Southeast Asia. Um, We'll have more information for you about that, but just know that your generous partnership is literally going to set families free who are in modern-day slavery, help them get relocated into a safe place uh, with a pastor and a church in Southeast Asia, uh, and y'all are making that possible. So thank you. God bless you, and looking forward to getting out there, hopefully in September. Amen. I like how that, that ends, right? It's interesting. Um, so... Lots of things um, that, that are happening, and, and um, as Darren said, um, he, he's got to confirm with his schedule. He sent me that video Friday. Obviously, he was in Honduras, and so when he gets back into the office, we'll know for sure, but, um, but we have invited Darren to be with us also for our 30th anniversary, um, our 30th birthday, so we're excited about that. Local missions, and these are things that are happening throughout the summer. Um, just some dates here. Um, June 12th, I'm sorry, yes, June 12th through July 31st, um, we're launching Word of Life Connect groups. I'm going to talk in detail about that in two weeks weeks as we do an official launch, um, but just know that's on the radar June 12th through July uh, 31st, Word of Life Connect groups. Um, on July 18th, a Sunday, we're going to do a Friends Day. Again, I'm going to talk about all these things in detail, but I wanted to just um, throw these out there to you to to, um, to, to get your anticipation up. Um, so a Friends Day on uh, July 25th, we're going to do something we've never done before. We're going to do uh, Church in the Park. I guess I say we've never done it. Maybe once before um, we did something like this, but we've rented out the Carlsbad Water Park, and um, we're going to do Church in the Park. Invite your friends. Come out. We're going to have a really good day um, on July 25th. September 11th, um, we haven't done a block party in a really long time, and so on September 11th, um, 
we're going to do a block party. We stopped um, because we felt like the season had kind of passed, and that had been a few years. And this year, God spoke to us pretty clearly as we were planning and said, I want you to do a block party. So I've got a ton of anticipation for what God's going to do in that. And then that's going to launch our Mad Love Week, which we do every single year as an outreach to our community. September 11th through the 18th is Mad Love Week. Final thing for today. I believe that a missionary is one that's on a mission. The term missionary um, was never, is never used specifically in the scripture. Now, we tend to think of a missionary as somebody who is in a foreign country, and I open with this today. But I believe this, that every single one of us are called to a mission. We're called to be an ambassador for Christ. In fact, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16, and we can go ahead and bring this up. I know it's small. You may not be able to read it if, if you're in the back. 2 Corinthians 5, 16, it says, Therefore, from now on, from this moment on, we regard no one according to the flesh. That means that we don't look at them according to their past, we don't look at people according to um, maybe what our experience has been. We look at them according to love because that's how God looks at us. Amen? Praise God. Aren't you glad that God doesn't hold your past against you? Amen? Praise God. Praise God. In fact, we've got, and I was going to talk about these a little bit today. We've got this new shirt right here. I love it. We've got this new shirt that says, ask me about my past. Now, don't buy this if you're like faint of heart or if you're not ready to talk about it. But if you want to open up a conversation with somebody about the goodness of God, wear this shirt, ask me about my past, because somebody will ask you, and then you can tell them what God has brought you from. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. And then we have, yeah, then we have this one, too. This is the one I'm wearing today. Um, this one's got a QR code on the back that takes them to our website, I Choose Jesus. And so I believe that when you're standing in line in the grocery store and uh, you see somebody, they're not just trying to take a, a picture of you because they want it for later. They, they're, uh... anyway, I'm going to move on. Um, Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet... Now we know him that way no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, say anyone. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. And now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Christ Jesus. And he has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them. Too many times we've spent time talking about everybody's sin, but God didn't do that. He says God was in Christ bringing the world back to him, not imputing their trespasses against them. Amen? Praise God. And it goes on. It says, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. That word ambassador means an official representative to a foreign country. An official representative. Now again, I'm not talking about just a foreign country, meaning not the United States. 
I'm talking about we are an ambassador, an official representative on behalf of God to people that right now are outside of our family. We are called to bring them in. We are called to share the love of Jesus. We are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Let me go ahead and have my worship team come up. That right there, to me is the most concise message of the gospel that is in the scripture. God made him, Jesus, who knew no sin to be sin so that I could become the righteousness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's the message. We want to talk about reintroducing the world. My job is not to go around saying what God hates. My, God, my job is not to go around to tell people that they need to change this and that about their life. My job is to go and say, God made him who knew no sin to be sin for you so that you could be right in the eyes of God. That God loves you. That he's madly in love with you. That he's so madly in love with you that he gave his life for you. That it doesn't matter the things that you've done in your past because God takes that and he reconstructs it and he heals the places that are broken and he restores the places that have been shattered. That God has written a story about you even before the foundation of the world. And it's for your good. It's for your success. And his love is completely unconditional. And today, I would like to give you the opportunity to know him. To know him like I know him. To know him as a father. To know him as a friend. To know him as an answer. That's the message that's being shared all over this world. So if that's you today, you would say, you know what, I, Pastor Jason, I, I don't know God like that. Now I know, I know about God, I've heard about God. My mom used to tell me about God or my grandma used to talk about God or But man, sometimes I see these things about God and I'm just not sure that, I'm not sure that that's the, the picture of, of God that I want. 
I'm asking you today, I'm begging you today to get to know the God that I know. To get to know the God that is so full of love, that is so full of forgiveness. To get to know the God that is so full of healing. To get to know the God that is for you and not against you. If you would say today, I need some help. Then I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer with me. When we pray it, these words that you say, mean them when you say them. The Bible says that you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. What we're saying is, Jesus, I need your help. I can't do it alone. And then you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, that you'll be saved. So pray this prayer with me. Whether you're in the house or you're watching online. And I'm going to ask everybody to say it with us because we're a family. Nobody has to pray alone. This isn't a time where I believe we have to single you out and make you feel weird or awkward. This is between you and God. So pray this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I believe that you're God's son. I believe that you died for me. And I believe that you rose again. And I ask you to come into my life to help me and change me. And I give my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you once again for joining us today online. We value you and we want to hear from you. If you made a decision for Christ today, you can select I Choose Jesus on our website. And we've got a couple videos for you to watch so that you can get started on your walk with God. We've also got a free ebook that you can download right from our website called I Choose Jesus. And I want to encourage you to do that. Once again, thank you for joining us. And remember that God is madly in love.